0: A very warm welcome, everybody. You're watching Squawk Box with me, Jeff Cutmore, Steve Sedgwick and Karen Cho. And here are your headlines. Fed Chair Jerome Powell warning a soft landing has become very challenging while stressing the central bank cannot fail in its bid to tame inflation.
1: We think it will be appropriate uh, to to raise rates above a neutral level into a uh, a moderately, modestly str- uh, restrictive level because this is very high inflation. We need to do our job and and get inflation back on, on a path down to two percent.
0: U.S. President Joe Biden calls for a three-month suspension of federal gas tax despite strong opposition in Congress and claims the move will be ineffective.
2: I call on the companies to pass this along every penny of this $0.18 cents reduction to the consumers. This is There's no time now for profiteering. Meanwhile, the uh, French President Emmanuel Macron
3: promises wait for it to govern differently as he seeks compromise after losing his absolute majority in the French parliament.
4: I cannot ignore the fractures, the deep divisions that run through our country. This is a new fact and as in most Western democracies, whether it is Germany, Italy, and of many others, no political force today can make the laws alone.
5: And Mark Zuckerberg goes all in on the metaverse, telling CNBC in an exclusive interview, the virtual ecosystem will usher in a massive new economy.
4: Our North Star is that you know, by the end of the decade, we hope to basically get to around a billion people in the metaverse doing hundreds of, of dollars of commerce each. I think that there's going to be a massive economy around this.
0: So very good morning, everybody. Uh, you're liking the wide shot? The white shop. We got we actually got some good Twitter pickup yesterday, I think, to your yeah, tweets. A little
5: bit of engagement now that yeah. there's three of us around the set. Yes. I think in, uh, Steve really enjoyed that first starting shot with his little wave there. Yes. Um, I think this is a
3: new way forward, isn't
0: it? <laughs> 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 it's like CBeebies.
5: Hi. Like,
3: Hi. <laughs> I
0: think you're more Brady Bunch. <laughs> oh, okay. well, Hi, well, either, either of those will work. Anyway, it's all about the Federal Reserve this morning. Again, uh, the Fed chairman Jerome Powell has told Congress the central bank is strongly committed to bringing down inflation and has the ability to do so with its monetary policy tools. Powell also said economic conditions are generally favourable with a strong labour market and persistently high demand, but admitted there could be a recession. The Fed has already guided towards another hike of up to 75 basis points at next month's meeting. Powell says he expects rates to continue moving higher through the rest of the year.
1: The market has been, has been, um, I think, reading our, our reaction function reasonably well, and I think you, what you will see is continued uh, progress toward, uh, expeditious progress toward higher rates. I'll, I'll say this, the committee, the, the center of the committee wrote down uh, that rates would be between 3 and 3.5 percent by the end of this year, as of a few weeks ago, is as, this- as of one week ago.
0: The Fed chair also said he is committed to tackling inflation.
1: We estimate the the longer run neutral level of the federal funds rate to be in around two and a half percent, and actually we think it will be appropriate uh, to to raise rates above a neutral level into a a, a moderately modestly stri- uh, restrictive level because this is very high inflation, and it's hurting everybody, and and we need to do our job. And, and get inflation back on, on a path down to
3: 2%. Well, just tying a couple of themes together, a bit like Mark Zuckerberg with his metaverse. I'm trying to visualize what's going on in, in, in Federal Reserve world as well, in Central Bank world, uh, and what that means for the world that you are interested in as well, which, of course, is the financial market. So so I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a jungle out there, a jungle of uncertainty, an inflation-stroke recession jungle with... with pitfalls and vipers and uh, and predators everywhere. And so Jay Powell is almost like your Indiana Jones type figure with his big machete trying to get through this jungle of inflation and recession. Uh, and we behind him are the, are the timid uh, tourists just following around going, "Wow, well, are we going to get out of this? The problem for Jay Powell is we don't know at the end of it if he's going to find the golden Inca temple or actually they're going to be in one of those movies where actually you find yourself having hacked through the jungle on the edge of a recession recession or inflationary precipice with a thousand foot fall below it, because that's what we're going for. And that's what the market's having to negotiate. The uncertainty of that jungle, the uncertainty of what's going on. Now, I picked out some different language, actually, from Jay Powell's testimony yesterday, which for me typifies uh, what's going on, i.e. we're making our decisions meeting by meeting. So there is no smooth roadmap. You may have the uh, summary of economic projections, the SEP, which gives you the broad outline but they're making their decisions on a meeting by meeting basis which means that these markets which were heavily down in the futures and then rallied in session and then finished mildly easier just really don't know which way to look yet. Listen to some of the other commentary as well. Uh, It's challenging. A recession is certainly a possibility. Well hang on a second. Didn't we just have the um, the Treasury Secretary, who used to be a central banker, I'm told, saying quite recently in her own testimony, uh, I don't see any signals of a recession. I'm pretty sure Mrs. Yellen said that, but now we've got Jay Powell in this jungle of uncertainty saying a recession is certainly a possibility. We'll move on to the Treasury. I'm going to talk about this a bit more rather than just talking about the markets individually. Uh, the, the, the energy was down. That was the big drag on the market yesterday as well. But then listen to some of these other comments as well. There's a much bigger chance now, but it will depend 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 on factors, wait for it, on factors we don't control. Now all of us who have been around longer than 10 minutes know that the central banks don't control all this. But sometimes, sometimes whether you're Draghi or Bernanke or Greenspan or one of these great mythical figures, sometimes you try to give the impression that you do control, that you do control the liquidity. You do control the rates for the mortgages and what have you. But we all know the market sets a lot of rates regardless of what the central bankers do. Uh, And I'll go on. Um, They're saying that fluctuations and spikes in commodity prices could wind up this is the interesting thing. And this is probably the most worrying bit for the markets, taking the option out of our hands. So let me just recap. Recession is certainly a possibility. There are factors that we don't control. uh, And there, there are fluctuations and spikes in commodity prices that could wind up taking options out of our control. So if you lose that omnipotence, that idea of omnipotence, we can move on to the dollar crosses as well now here. then then that just kind of lays bare doesn't it that central banks do not have this mythical power to control everything which makes them worrying scenario for the markets now yesterday there was a lot of very interesting moves we were talking about the dollar yen with a near 137 handle as well it's come back it's abated somewhat euro dollar has found its feet again and just as i speak it's gone green 105.66 but the pound stuck in the doldrums uh, especially as we have this what new 40-year high on inflation dollar yuan, steady as it goes, as you'd expect, at 6.71. Let's look at some commodities. I thought it was fascinating yesterday on Brent, didn't you? We weren't looking properly because it was fascinating. We got down to 107, then back up to 110, and now we're 109.72. So some really interesting oscillation. Nearly 111, actually, on Brent yesterday as well. Lots going on. Policymakers scrambling around as well. Plus, of course, in Europe, we're all a bit panicky about where we're going to get our gas from, potentially. If only we'd seen this coming. If only we knew that there was an authoritarian despot who was supplying us with most of our energy. God, who'd have thunk it, eh? Who'd have thought it? Let's move on as well, uh, and have a look at where the Asian indices are trading. Strong move on the Hang Seng up 1.37%, Kospi down 0.43 of 1%. But one man who's always strong with a machete in a jungle is Jeff Cutmore.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. I'm still waiting for the call, but it hasn't come yet, but I'm not sure I'd do it anyway. Not keen on eating the the insects.
3: Oh, what for? Uh, I'm a celebrity. I'm, exactly. Oh, yes, I could see you in that. Do you? You'd be like the you you know, so? every now and again you get someone who's like the father figure <laughs> of, or, 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 of the jungle, you. like a like a. Um, <laughs> did Johnny Rotten do it or someone like that? And I know that Harry Redknapp did it. I could see yes. you as the kind of like. The, the camp confidant, the right. person who's just, the, all right. the younger ones who've been on Love Island, or whatever, you can kind right. of take them through this horrible well, well, experience. Okay. I wish I hadn't gone down this road now. And then you get to eat kangaroo testicles as well, or something like that. Citigroup. I, I say, I did bring out.
5: in a bug insect bar. Well, you thought that was your cue. I mean, started you started talking <laughs> <laughs> kangaroos. <laughs> well, it's kangaroos. Cue the Aussie, hop, on a second. Did you bring <laughs> in a bug insect in. bar? I did. The protein. And someone around the set wouldn't touch it. Well, I wouldn't I would have 100% eaten it. Well, I'll bring one in for you.
3: do you have them on a regular basis?
5: I I could make
0: one at home if you like.
5: Is that what you feed your
2: daughter?
0: (laughs) No No. uh, (laughs) Citigroup has raised the prospects of a global recession to 50% a higher probability than most Wall Street economists are forecasting citing evidence The consumer is starting to pull back on spending. It's the latest bank to lift its recession odds. Goldman earlier this week raised the probability of a US recession in the next year to 30% and says there is a 50% chance of a recession inside two years. Dan Katz joins us, co-founder and portfolio manager of Amber Wave Partners. He's up for us early or late, depending on your view, from NYC. Good to see you, Dan. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Uh, Yesterday was interesting, I thought, in in terms of the market action. The the bounce that we'd looked at uh, from the day before – just didn't continue. We we got the fade, and I do wonder whether it was the Federal Reserve related comments that did the damage to the market. What's your assessment as to why we weren't able to hold on to gains yesterday?
4: Yeah, so I think it I think it really does come come down to the Fed. And, and thanks for having me. It's great to be with you all. I think it does come down to the Fed here, uh, and really the continued uncertainty around the inflation picture. You know, there is still a fair amount of doubt, and I think Jay Powell did, did a fair job uh, uh, raising the prospects that, that inflation could be very much in the cards. Uh, and so as a result of that, I think the market's having a hard time finding its feet.
0: Um, what's been interesting, I think, is, is that we've we've seen lower multiples in the market, but not necessarily earnings being lower so far but you get the sense that managers are starting to uh, take out the red pen and adjust their earnings expectations going forward. In this environment, what do you want to own and who do you think can sustain earnings against this backdrop of demand suppression by the central banks? Dan, can you hear me still? Can you hear, well, it looks like, well, what a shame. I thought that was a question. I good think it was your first well. question. Just Do you handy, think that was uh, enough? It was bowled over. No, so, so I think this is a fascinating point for anybody that is trying to manage a portfolio of equities at the moment, whether it's an income portfolio or whether it's uh, based on generating return no, from being in moonshot term. technology companies. But you've, you've got to, it seems to me at this stage, focus on the earnings. Dan, let's have another go at this. I'm told that we can reconnect with you. I'm just trying to make a point about um, earnings and when we actually get earnings cut by the industry given that we've seen largely just multiple contraction at the moment rather than earnings come down uh, and if we are going to see that who are the companies or which are the companies that actually will do better in the coming environment
4: sure so i think you will see a wholesale revision and earnings coming down in the near term you know actually if you look at some of the consensus data out there we're still pricing in, the market's still pricing in some earnings growth this year relative to last year, and that's, uh, you know, that's real earnings growth. So it's not just purely as a result of inflation. So, you know, as monetary policy affects the real economy, I think you will see start to see some adjustments in earnings growth. And from our firm's perspective, what we try to focus on is really to focus on companies that can take advantage of some of the key secular trends we see re- reshaping the global economy. Uh, The story of the last 30 years has really been a story of increasing globalization and efficiency throughout the economy. What we've seen as a result of the shocks of the last two years is actually that efficient system was very vulnerable and very fragile. And moving forward, the big secular drivers of change in the global economy that we see are actually deglobalization and increasing resilience into business models, increasing security of supply chains that affects all industries. It's not just resources. It's not just technology. It's across the the board. And so when we look across our portfolio, we're really looking for companies that have relatively more secure supply chains, that have more resilient business models that are going to be able to navigate some of these geopolitical forces better. And those are available in all industries. And it's really a matter of selecting those companies that are built to outperform their peers.
5: Dan, can I ask you about uh, the implications of the R word, unavoidable, and J-PAL, of course, exploring the prospect of just what type of landing we're looking at now? But I just note now, know, I want to draw the, the, the viewer's eye over to Caterpillar because. Seeing this stock fall fairly aggressively at the month of June does just beg the question, what is happening behind the scenes? Is it now recession fears that are dominant, not just supply chain? Because this is a stock that held up OK. There was a view that uh, the US economy would still be expanding this year. And perhaps you want to be holding on to a stock like this because of supply chain issues. But now I wonder whether the R word, recession fears, are dominant here. And does make me wonder how much further some of these cyclical names that have performed well to date uh, have to fall in terms of uh, the market. Market what we're seeing now.
4: Yeah, so so Caterpillar is a name that I think is actually being affected by both forces, the the R word as well as uh, you know continued exposure to, to to global supply chains. In terms of when the R-word might arrive you know we are seeing unquestionably a weakening in the us economy right now we saw negative growth in the fourth quarter some of the atlanta fed's gdp now tr- current trackers are moving to zero for this quarter and so it's possible we may be in a technical recession but really we we think the trough of the economic activity is likely to be probably 9 months out once the the really dramatic tightening in monetary policy Actually, hits the real economy. Uh, so, so uh, you know, I think there's still a bit to come on, on the recession front. You know, but there are plenty of other business models that, even in the event of a recession, can help be buffeted by some of these other forces by you know reducing their exposure to global supply chains. And in the materials sector, you know, a great example of a firm uh, that, that's p- positioned to do that is a company like Mosaic. Uh, you know, this is a fertilizer firm that. Uh, uniquely in, in in the U.S. sectors, at least, sources most of its inputs from North America. And so it was not exposed to some of the export disruptions and fertilizer precursors that we saw with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, because Russia and Ukraine are such important suppliers of fertilizer to global markets. And so it's going to be business models like that, we think, are that are going to be positioned to outperform as you continue to see a geopolitical shock for all the markets.
5: And Dan, we saw a little bit of a drift in the dollar overnight, but it has still been a strong dollar story. And we had a, a discussion recently that even if we see a downturn here, you could see dollar supported because of those safe haven fears. What's your position on the impact of the U.S. dollar for earnings this year? Which direction do you think it's likely to go?
4: Yeah, so I think it's good. I think the strengthening that we've seen is going to have a, a certainly, a, a, you know, some downward pressure on earnings. Uh, this year but at the same time i think we're probably starting to reach the the you know the heights of dollar strength you know, certainly as some other central banks start to come around and normalizing policy particularly the boj uh, where it's just appearing that that they you know continued foot on the monetary accelerator is probably not a sustainable policy over the long term and so o- over time we'd actually expect to see the dollar move into a more normal range
3: Dan, very good evening to you where you are. Look, um, you're talking about secular trends. And when anyone ever talks about secular trends, I start getting nervous that investors or, or portfolio managers want me to tie up my money for three to five to seven to 10 years. Because when they're talking about secular trends, they take a long while to manifest themselves with potential profitability. Is that the case with secular trends or is there anything on a shorter term that our viewers can get excited about?
4: Uh, So, look, I think there are opportunities to marry up secular trends with long-term investment horizons and also with short-term investment horizons, but those short-term horizons can always be very tricky due to market timing. And that's why we're really long-term focused investors who are trying to take advantage of sustained outperformance over time, because that's really where you're going to build wealth in your portfolios by continued alpha generation over time.
5: Dan, thank you very much for your thoughts today. Dan Katz with us, co-founder and portfolio manager at Amber Wave Partners. Coming up on the show, Biden's new tax proposal aims to ease the pain of the pump, but the president faces opposition in Congress, including from his own party.
3: There's a rumor that the podcast is quite extraordinary today. It's true. It's a good one. Uh, Jay Powell prepares for his second day of testimony on the Hill. You can stay up to date with all the things coming out of the Fed. Yes, on the aforementioned Squat Box podcast, I'm told it's a real winner.
5: So the latest around the energy crisis and U.S. President Joe Biden has called on Congress to pause the federal gasoline tax for 90 days as he looks to ease the pain of the pump. The president faces an uphill task in getting his proposal through the House, with lawmakers from both sides of the aisle criticizing the move, including Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Announcing the move, Biden said the tax holiday would help ease some of the petrol price
2: pressures by suspending the 18 cent gas tax federal gas tax for the next 90 days we can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief i call on the companies to pass this along every penny of this 18 cents reduction to the consumers this is there's no time now for profiteering these actions could help drop the price at the pump by up to one dollar a gallon or more it doesn't reduce all the pain, but it would be a big help. I'm doing my part. I want the Congress, the states and the industry to do their part as well.
3: I need to do my math because I need to work out how it is one dollar more from dropping the federal tax. I'll do that and I'll have a look at that. Right. Well, I noticed
0: <clears throat> Jeff Curry weighed in yesterday on CNBC from and Golden the states uh, on the point that we were making around the desk, that difficult to understand how this is not going to be stimulatory for prices and for demand. Yeah, because you make the product cheaper,
3: it increases demand and and lessens people's appetite for holding back a little bit. I I say myself, I'm driving differently, Um, I have one car which is a not particularly fuel-efficient and I haven't been driving that as much recently. Mm. Uh, I'm definitely trying to get more out of my tank by driving in a more conservative manner perhaps I should be doing that all the time I don't necessarily do that but yeah we're, we're all trying to find ways of not spending quite so much at the pump.
5: True I only drove the car today because we have a tube crisis. So and I saw like you the, the beautifully best. parking
3: in the car park, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I, I, I looked you. away just in case you were worried I was looking <laughs> very as you were yeah, Now yeah. I
5: completely yeah. botched it anyway but I think back <laughs> to the point about what oil companies do as well yeah. I wonder whether that they pocket the difference this time I think typically we see that type of behavior but there's so much heat on these companies I do wonder whether they will play but ball and pass on impossible any benefit to work to customers.
3: out whether they're passing it all on or not given the fact that there are daily oscillations in the underlying commodity price so let's just say i mean, for sake of argument it takes a, a, a couple of percent off the price of gasoline at the pump. I, I have my questions about whether it's a buck, because that would take it down to $4, which is average $5 uh, for a gallon of gasoline in the United States. So taking it down a buck sounds quite extraordinary at the moment. But let's just say it takes it down by a couple of percent as well. But the oil price the next day goes up 4% as
0: well.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But then that means, of course, that it's completely negated in one day's trading on the underlying commodity.
0: So it's it's effectively a subsidy, isn't it, for the uh, energy
3: companies? And subsidies in the energy market are seen as the yeah. renewable lobby as... One of the greatest ills
0: uh, for the transition. Did you see, um, just passing this on to the oil story as it related to the BRICS, did you see President Putin at the BRICS summit? So you've got President Biden saying, we're going to um, cut the tax to try and ease the pain on consumers. Uh, Strangely, we don't know why, but the price actually fell uh, on that headline whereas we we all agree i think that it should stimulate demand but the interesting other aspect to the story at the same time president biden was doing this president putin was crowing about the fact that he's now selling more oil to china and to india to make up for the the fact that uh, the europeans have decided that they're not going to take the energy
5: so the US here has to be a good international citizen at this point, given the geopolitics and the type of sanctions they want to see internationally, right? Yeah. But one of the problems is that to be a good international citizen, you have to send that product overseas to alleviate some of the pain. And that's just not playing more domestically. So I think if we go back to the same old issue that we're seeing right here in Europe as well, that it's a very difficult political sell. The cost of living crisis is making it politically very difficult for governments not just in europe but also in the united states could be sorry can i
3: be a real pain in the neck and ask the producers to play that last bit of um biden sound again just very
0: quickly have we got it <coughs> so so we've we got a, a one month low just worth while while they're queuing up that piece of tape so we've got a one month low on the brent price in spite of this announcement
3: so there's just here again, what the president had to say about how much
2: money this could save at the pump. And then we'll, we'll go through this again. Just very quick. Thank you, team. By suspending the 18 cent gas tax, federal gas tax, for the next 90 days, we can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief. I call on the companies to pass this along every penny of this 18 cent reduction to the consumers. This is there's no time now for profiteering. These actions could help drop the price at the pump by up to $1 a gallon or more. It doesn't reduce all the pain, but it would be a big help. I'm doing my part. I want the Congress, the states, and the industry to do their part as well. I thought that's what I heard, but I didn't want to
3: get, put words in the President's mouth. Right, you lot are all supposed to be good at maths, that's why you're watching a financial channel, okay? If you take 18 cents... Mm-hmm off five bucks which is the average price of gasoline in the states at the moment give or take the decimals, it's five dollars how does that equal to a, a dollar or more at the pumps lower given what we just said about the stimulatory effect uh, on demand can somebody in the administration explain it i i'm, I'm obviously missing something and i appreciate I've only been looking at financial markets and oil in particular for over 32 years. So I may may well be missing something and there may be some really obvious thing. And in which case I will say mea culpa, I got it wrong. Okay, I promise you. But how does taking 18 cents off actually equal over a buck off the price? Can someone explain that to me? And again, I'm not political, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. I just don't understand how 18 cents equals over a dollar off at the pumps.
5: Well, we'll just put that one out there, right? But I think the other point that we haven't brought up too is what happens to the... But the books, I mean, we're talking about money that goes into helping the deficit in the United States, that you've got roads, bridges that need rebuilding, and if you start to reduce taxes and you have less money for what is uh, arguably essential services. that's a really good point because wasn't
3: Jay Powell asked about um, the inflationary effect (coughs) of the um, stimulus programs, and didn't he duck that issue? I'm sure I read that somewhere, that he was asked yesterday in the testimony about, well, has inflation been caused by what the politicians have done on the, uh, the very packages to be fair trump and Mm. then biden Mm. as well Well, Uh, and i think he kind of sidestepped that one
0: look you can you can i know what the white house would do here they just torture the data and they'd say that um, the high price of gasoline is a disincentive to work Um, and income tax is probably the biggest generator of uh, tax in the united states as (laughs) it is here in the uk Uh, as long as you can keep people in employment and allowing them to get to work at a reasonable price probably helps that then I guess it would be one of those arguments where you say that by trying to reduce the pain on the transport side you encourage more people to go back to work. Encourage so people and to go, go back the, to work and, and, they generate, and they generate income.
3: Do they have to go back to work? In their vehicles maybe? In their vehicles. Yeah. Using those so same which they'll use more gasoline? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and that'll send the price down by over a dollar? Uh, no.
0: no. Well you, we've done that story haven't we? I know I'm just getting We're really confused. Waiting. I'm oh, still on the same maths. I'm stuck on what? problem A Jeffrey. I haven't got to section C. <laughs>